Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon. Thank you for joining us on another Star Wars Saturday. And today I'm joined by our friend, Connor Sichity. I think I messed that up, but we'll be fine. It's Connor, fine. how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good, Alberto. Yeah, it's completely fine. People mess up my last name all the time, and I'm just at this <laughs> point where I kind of just... I just don't care, really. So... But yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm excited to talk uh talk favorite Jedi. So yeah, I mean I've been practicing. I knew I was gonna get it right, I thought, and then the bright lights hit me and I messed it up. And I know because I've been there also with people just calling me by other names. So I'm kind of yeah, I'm over it, but at the same time I also give them a hard time. So just a quick apologies for messing it up, but people know who you are. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Um yeah. We've been trying to do this for a while. I think twice we kind of, yeah, here yeah. we go. And then life happens and we have to reschedule. But we're here today. We made it. I'm going to go ahead from the top and say, I've been having some internet issues this morning for some reason. Uh, everything seems to be going from, from the internet to our house. But from the modem, I guess, through the devices, it's kind of a bit slow. So hopefully for everyone out there, there's no lag or any issues. But... Let us know in the chat or wherever, but we'll get through this. But Connor, we're just talking a little bit before. You're going to Galaxy's Edge in about a week. Excited about that? Yes, I'm super (laughs) excited. I'm, I said, I remember saying to friends long before I, we figured we were going to go there because I'm going there for like my birthday, which is the 2nd of April. And so me and my two sisters, my parents wanted us wanted to do something big. And mm-hmm. so like because of this pandemic, we can't really go overseas. So our next best option was let's do Disney World. And so we're going to Hollywood Studios the first two days. And I want to say Universal and then Epcot the next two days each um before i fly back to where i'm at right now and um mm-hmm. i'm just super excited to go because i'm 99 sure i was supposed to go post college graduation mm-hmm. but i was the tw- i was the, i was a 2020 graduate oh graduate <laughs> so plans yeah. got messed up it wasn't really confirmed but i'm pretty sure it was heavily implied by one of my one of my aunts because mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure they asked me and i'm like mm, yeah that'd be cool i'm like <laughs> we were supposed to go yeah, yeah. so it's, it's just exciting to to go i'm super mm-hmm. pumped i'm gonna yeah it's a lot oh i'm, I'm sure yeah you gotta record everything first let me go ahead and oh, say yeah. happy birthday thank you oh uh, it's my oh, wife's yeah, birthday the day after so april 3rd is oh, my wife's wow. birthday so so i'm not there's no show next week because that's on a Sunday. I can't be recording on my wife's birthday weekend. So there's no show next week. I'm back this week. I'm going to take a little break. But very similar to you, my plan for Galaxy's Edge was, oh, I'm, I turned 40 in 2020. So my big 40th birthday, I'm going to Star Wars land. That's where I'm going. And then the pandemic hit. So I couldn't go in 2020 either. 
So we're in 2021 in the summer, which was a little bit different from what I hoped for, but it was still a great, great experience. So hopefully same for you. And it just got revealed, what, two days ago, the CalCast yep. is lightsaber. How, how are you feeling? We talked a little bit, you're kind of deciding, are you building your saber, getting um, Cal's if it's still available? <laughs> so like, if I had the money for both, which yeah. I might, but might not, <laughs> I probably would do both, but like, I'm leaning towards building my own because like that's just that's I've heard that's an experience unto itself. Yeah. That you just kind of don't get. I could be wrong, but you kind of just don't get that with just buying a legacy lightsaber. Yeah. And I'm probably yeah, I'm leaning towards building my own, but like the temptation to like <laughs> cancel my reservation and buy cows is there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was because I was expecting that it would be revealed, it, it would show up to the parks after. So when it's so when the announcement came in that it would come in March twenty fifth, I was like, "Darn it!" Yeah, <laughs> I gotta no, we got a decision to make. Oh, yeah, so, so I don't know what time is your reservation, and I can't speak to the experience of building your saber because I didn't get to do that. But if you got time to just go into Doc Ondosh real quick, look at the sabers, maybe see the Cal in person and then kind of decide, eh, I don't know, but we'll see. Hopefully you, you get a chance to do both. We'll be watching on Twitter for that and hopefully you get them. Oh yeah, dude, I'll, I'll definitely be recording. I'm probably, I'm like right now, at least the time, at the time of this recording, I'm leaning very heavily towards building my own. Yeah. But again, next week, could that could change completely yeah the force works in mysterious ways we'll see really what happens does. next week <laughs> all right so before we start for all you guys watching live thank you for being here make sure that you hit that like button uh, make sure you subscribe to our show we're close to 150 subscribers soon i keep saying once we get to 150 we'll do a watch along of a movie a tv episode or something we'll do that soon and if you're listening to this later in the replay or watching this, I should say, make sure to comment below who's your favorite Jedi, uh, why, and all that stuff. And also, if you're in the chat, let us know as we go through the show, who's your favorite Jedi. And if you're listening to this on the other audio podcast, thank you. And make sure to also leave us a rating and review. And like we say always, make sure that you help out the Amidala initiative in support of everything happening in Texas with Equality Texas over there, LGBTQ, trans community. So yeah, that um, GoFundMe is still going on. They're closing on their halfway of, I think 25,000, they're halfway there almost. So make sure to check that. Uh, we should have a link to that GoFundMe down in the description of this video. And before we start, let's see who's in the chat. Of course, you see our friend Amy. Amy Guerra is here saying hi to both of us. Thank you for joining Amy. Up, and of Amy. course, she said she was gonna be here more with our boys and our friend, you know this guy from In a Galaxy. What's going on? Everyone is Eli. And our friend, of course, Dale has to be here. Hi, Dale, for being here. Who's your favorite fan? I can't say that, Dale. Who's my favorite yep. fan? I don't know. Uh, my answer is yes. Yes, there you go. I'll go with <laughs> I'll, I'll go with Connor. Yes, all of you guys. Yeah. All right. So before we start, actually, if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars news. Star Wars news. 
Our first bit of Star Wars news has to be with a little cover that dropped a few days ago. Shadow of the Sith for, with, for, by Adam Christopher dropped its cover during the Star Wars show, I believe, this past Wednesday. And you saw there Luke Skywalker, Lando Calrissian, a mysterious Sith. Kind of looks like Ochi, but it's not Ochi. Kind of has longer hair. Seems to be holding a lightsaber, a red lightsaber, I should say. Connor, before we jump into the cover itself, were you excited for Shadow of the Sith when it was announced? And then this cover when it dropped, there's also a little excerpt we might talk a little bit about. Our first thoughts on Shadow of the Sith and the cover. So in terms of being excited for the actual like book before the cover, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty excited, not like super excited because <laughs> I, um, a sort of, promise i'm trying to keep to keep for myself is just i'm just gonna probably buy exclusively high republic books and comics okay for like the next few years because a money yes. and b shelf space <laughs> but the second this cover dropped and the excerpt which i read mm -hmm. which i normally don't do for star wars books it, it's tempting, Albert, so <laughs> yeah. I might get this book. Yeah, I'm right there with you in that I started reading Star Wars books with the new canon, but then really focusing this past year on the High Republic, and then there's so much stuff out there that it's almost impossible to keep up with everything. So when they say, yeah, High Republic Phase 1 ends now early in 2022, and then we're going to be gone till October. So there's like six, seven months with no High Republic. What, what are we going to do? And then these three books got announced. Uh, Padawan, Brotherhood, and Shadow of the Sith. And I'm like, oh, crap. I need to buy more books. And there's a few I'm kind of being, I don't know, I don't know. But Shadow of the Sith, when I read the kind of the description of what the book was going to be, that really intrigued me. And then Discover knocked it out of the park. And yes, I'm getting this book when it comes out June 26, I believe. And you mentioned an excerpt. And like you said, I stopped reading excerpts probably about two years ago. I used to read them and then I decided I just want to go in fresh and not know what's going on. But this excerpt dropped and then it got spoiled for me. We're not going to spoil it here just in case people out there haven't read it. But sorry, okay, of course, Eli has to correct me. June 28th, not June 26th is when it comes out. Thank you. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, he just wants to come back to the trivia. Um, well, I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute. But anyway, so the excerpt drop, I know what happens at the end, a very big reveal that I wish I didn't knew, but without spoiling anything, well, take us through your experience reading that excerpt. And I'm hoping it's early on in the book. So even though I know what, what happens, I hope it's early, which I think it, those excerpts are usually pretty early on. But what were your thoughts going through that excerpt? So going through it, um, I was not 100%. Just like this entire week, we said, I said it in the pre-show, but just this entire week, my body was just not cooperating with me for whatever reason. Yeah. But I'm getting like... I'm, pretty much good now um so when i went through that i wasn't really like picking up on a lot of things mm -hmm. and then i got to the end and i was like <laughs> wow like 
it's it was just it was one of those moments in Star Wars where it was just like you get to it and it's just instantaneously holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah everyone. Good. Yeah, everyone that's ready and then just post it online is how they just almost changed their lives just reading those few paragraphs, I guess. So I don't know. I might I might cave and read it, but I'll try to hold on. So I was thinking about it this way yesterday. It's like, I watch movie trailers. I don't mind watching movie trailers. It's an excerpt, kind of like a trailer for a book. So maybe I should read it. I don't know. It's a good we'll way see. of looking at it. Yeah, right. All right. So our friend also, Oti is here. Hi, Oti. How you doing? <laughs> one of those up, strange Oti? weeks. When, yeah, he's not one of our guests, but he'll be back soon at some point. All right. So yeah. Shadow, Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher later in June 28th, which is a little bit closer to my birthday. So I might buy that a little bit early as a birthday present. Can't wait for that. So yeah, Ochi, Luke looking for Sith artifact with Lando. Who knows if Lando's looking for his lost daughter, how he's gonna connect to everything we know from Rise of Skywalker. I heard someone wrote on Twitter, maybe that mysterious Sith on the cover, it's Snoke's other apprentice. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. So we'll see. All right. Yeah. So if you guys out there, just let us know on the chat if you're excited for this book. And if not, then that's fine. There's more books coming out. But the reason we're here today with our friend Connor is to talk Jedi and our favorite Jedi. So let's go ahead and talk some Jedi. Right, a little bit longer than I usually make my intros, but I had to get all those Jedi there. Kind of finish off with Cal because we just talked about it yep. a little bit before. All right, so Connor, this is a topic that actually you pitched to me when we we're trying to find something to talk about. You pitched, let's talk about favorite Jedi, and I've talked about favorite or some of our favorite Jedi, I mean, Master and Apprentice um, pairing here in the show. We haven't talked specifically about our favorite Jedi, so. I wanted to ask you, what is it about that Jedi that calls to you? And then what are, what are some of the characteristics, I think, or what do you look for in a Jedi that makes them connect with you? So this is a sort of twofold question for me um, because it really, the two, uh, oh, we're getting yeah. a Yoda. He's one of my <laughs> he's, he's in my, I think he's in my top three overall or top Ooh. four overall Star Wars characters. I love that little green heart. <laughs> um, little green friend. When it comes to what may what makes a Jedi so awesome for me, I got to go back to Fallen Order and the High Republic because mm -hmm. Fallen Order really helped me get into the Jedi as an individual. And High Republic really got me into the Jedi as like an organization. <clears throat> wow as an organization mm -hmm. so when it came to fallen order that was really my first like not big jedi story that i got into but like the first my first like i don't know what the right word is <laughs> but i really just got a lot out 
of Jedi Fallen Order as a Jedi story that I never really got from like the prequels or any of the other stories before that uh, release order wise, not chronological wise. <laughs> um, and so just seeing Cal's journey uh, as he reconnects with the force, he confronts his past in the form of the dark vision of master to Paul, uh, his own master that he sees get killed on the cruiser during order 66, which I really liked. And I will say before, um, well, I didn't, I didn't like his death. I mean, his, okay, his death was really I liked well Order 66. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what people are going to take away from this. Yeah, yeah. I like Order 66, actually. Um, no, it's just, I remember going into that game. I thought for some reason, oh, we're going to see Cal at the temple during mm-hmm. Order 66. Okay. So, like, the fact that they did it on the cruiser and that the fact that they were going to go to my Guido to help out Kiate Monday was just ah oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um wonderful tie into Revenge of the Sith. Um but just I think just sort of his character being so unique for what he for who he is as a Jedi, you know, we've never seen a Jedi really gradually reconnect with the Force in a way that he does. He's pretty confident in in himself throughout his journey and that's something we don't usually see it's most jedi are pretty unsure of themselves at the start through the middle of their journey and then by the end of it it's like i'm pretty confident in who in my abilities as a jedi and with cal it was the exact opposite and Mm -hmm. it's just such a simple switch yeah that's just also super unique and his master jared to (laughs) paul I also really liked uh, his sort of unique philosophy on the force um, and just like how he viewed it uh, and just how, like how we saw his view of it in those um, in the flashbacks in those training sequences, which were just Mm -hmm. really, really good. (laughs) Um, I think, I think honestly my favorite one probably has to be the force pole scene because it helps remind Cal like that the force is really connected to him both within him and around him. Um, and I think that's just probably the biggest reminder a Jedi can have uh, during their journey. Is that like whenever they feel, if they ever have a crisis of faith or what have you, I think being reminded that the force is within everyone and within everything and that like you're connected to it, I think just helps helps them sort of form a luminous bond with it. Mm-hmm. That like, doesn't really happen with many other force users mainly sith, mainly sith because sith are they try to use it as a tool yeah so was it surprising to you how a video game character or a video game story i should say connected not w- just with you well with so many people out there that gravitate to not just cow but with the second sister and how much everyone kind of connected with that story because a lot of people say, yeah it's a video game whatever yeah it's canon but the movies and tv shows is what counts but this is a character that kind of transcended in myself which haven't played the video games i watched the whole cut scenes because you told me once i think when Mando season two was coming we were speculating about what jedi is going to come to save grogu i think you tweeted at me hey just watch the cut scenes so you know more about cal and just watching that like oh man this is a great story did it surprise you that a video game story kind of just took off 
for basically all Star Wars fans. I've never seen anyone kind of talk bad about Cal or anything in that game. No, me neither. And it kind of surprised. Actually, no, it doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, kind of like I knew. So. I will say the top, I think, three things, the top three mm. predictions I had. No, top four or top three. I can't remember. But I had like four, three to four predictions before the game released. And it was one of them was like, I didn't really, for some reason, and I don't know why I didn't think this. I don't know why I thought this. Mm. Um, I didn't think the story would be as character driven as it is. I don't know why I was thinking that in like September of 2019 or whatever. And so this is like one of the most character driven Star Wars stories I think we've gotten because wow. I don't know about you Alberto, but um I remember going through the story the first time and my mind basically forgot 99% of the time that like oh yeah, we're going to get a holocron to try to restore the order i just didn't care i was so i was more invested in the relationship between cal and seer cal and Mm. his former master and then like that little something that was kind of there between cal and trilla yeah um and and cal and marin obviously um and so i was kind of yeah i was kind of surprised that like this character kind of transcended star wars storytelling mm-hmm. for me because i didn't really expect i knew i was gonna like him i didn't expect him to get to like my top two or three characters okay. like yeah. at all all right um, we'll come back. i thought I'm he was sure gonna we'll die at the end <laughs> i'm so yeah. thankful he I mean, didn't that's what we all thought all right i'm sure we'll come <laughs> back to to cal and let me say hi to our friend harris is here hi harris thanks for joining us and our friend Emperor Holocron is saying that Jedi Fallen Order is the best Star Wars content since Revenge of the Sith. And I know a lot of people think that way. So, again, this, not just his story, but the whole game, the whole story kind of just transcended everything. Um, and we'll see. And a we lot got, of speculations that. Sphere. Yeah. Like her crisis of faith. And just Deborah Wilson's acting mm-hmm. in that game is just yeah. phenomenal. I think one scene that stands out to me is after you leave Dathomir for the first time and Cal's just really, uh, you know, sad about having to relive his past about the fact that he was told by his master via his internal thoughts that he is, he isn't a true Jedi. Mm -hmm. And like just Deborah Wilson's acting in that moment where she just is like, screw it. I'm just going to tell you what happened between me and Trilla, Mm -hmm. just the full truth. And yeah, it's just that was like oh, heart wrenching. Yeah, that that scene was something. Uh, but yeah, we can spend the whole day talking about it. And again, I'm sure we'll come back to Cal in a in a minute. But you mentioned then that the High Republic kind of made you look at the whole Jedi, I guess, the whole order in a different view. And I I'll give you a chance to expand on that. But I'm kind of right there with you. I'm said so much how the High Republic right now is kind of my favorite era. And that Jedi inside the High Republic might be some of my favorite, but it's all because how they all connect together and what the Jedi Order at that point were. Because, yeah, in the movies, we see the Order, but not really. Just sitting around in the council, a few holocrons here, I mean, a few holograms, Yoda's doing his stuff over there. 
So they're not really connected. And we just follow two or three because that's the nature of storytelling for the movies. But here there's such a huge gamut of characters that we can connect with a bunch of them, but then seeing them work together and the good and bad of the Jedi Order it kind of gets pushed to the forefront in the High Republic, which is some of my favorite thing. So yeah, I kind of understand that part. So what was it about the High Republic in general that kind of gave you that different insight, I guess, into the Order? So it's funny because I almost didn't get into the High Republic. <laughs> and it, was not, it wasn't out of any hate for the era. It was the fact that right now, at least, it's just books and comics. Mm -hmm. And I like to call myself a slow reader, but I think <laughs> the High Republic is the exception to that because I like cause it's the High Republic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I just didn't think I would get through. I wouldn't have any time or the finances to really get all the books and comics that came out mm. and I own pretty much all of them. I think I just need to get Tempest runner and high Republic volume three when that comes out in April. Mm. But uh, I decided after watching the live stream, like the day before there was like a live stream, starwars.com did like yeah. the day before uh, the High Republic launched, and I just saw. And after that, I was like, "Screw it! I'm getting Light of the Jedi, <laughs> Test of Courage, Into the Dark," and I read all of them, read the comics, and just seeing the big thing for me. And I had, and I'm slowly going through Light of the Jedi again. I just want to kind of do like a, like a sparse, not a complete mm -hmm. reread of Phase One, but like a sort of sparse one because yeah. like the adult books, I usually forgot what happened in them the most because of just mm -hmm. how big of a scale they were. Yeah. Um, like the big, the two big things I really, really, really loved organizational wise from the Jedi in this era was the fact that they're, they deal with their emotions in a very healthy way. Mm -hmm. Like yes. the big example that I always go to is rise and storm Elzar says to Stellan after he struggles with the dark side, he's like, I need help. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big thing to say for a Jedi, but it's equally as big that Stellan doesn't reprimand him, but instead mm -hmm. is like, okay, yeah. let us help you. Yes. Let's work and through it's this. Just like, let's work through this. And it's just, it's beautiful, man. I just, I love that the order in this time, it's just so open to being aware, openly aware of their emotions and just mm -hmm. aware of, yeah, some of these emotions can go down dark paths, but if we control them these right ways and don't really suppress them, but we, mm -hmm. we don't ignore them, but we like not perceive them's the right word, but sort of understand them and realize that they're a part of us, they can be, um, you know, we can control them. Yeah. You know, you can't suppress something a hundred percent because it's going to, it's going to come back to bite you some way, some form. Yeah. And I can't, I don't remember off the top of my head exactly, but uh, there's a passage in Midnight Horizon when Cantam is talking about emotions and letting go. And he says something, yeah, a lot of Jedi think that it kind of means that repressing or just forgetting about them. For him, it's the total opposite. It's, Kind of understanding and then yes i need to let my padawan go because i can be there for oh. her right now so i'm letting go but i'm still with her but i'm letting her kind of not choose her path but she has to do this on her own 
So yeah, and I think it's in the Rising Storm also that they talk about, yeah, there's a Jedi Counselor somewhere. It's like, yeah, we needed that. Where was that position in Revenge of the Sith when poor Anakin goes to Yoda, which I love. I love Yoda also. And a lot of people take that scene when he can, Anakin is kind of confessing there to Yoda what he's going through. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just forget about everyone. Uh, learn to let go of everything or whatever. Learn to let go of everything you fear to lose or something like that, which is one of my favorite lines. It's like, dude, he's, he's he's opening it up to you. He's looking for something else. And we see that, like you just said, between Elsar and Stella. And it's like, yeah, come on, we'll get you the help. And even the middle grade books, because the first one I read was A Test of Courage. And it ends with Vernestra talking to Skier. So Skier, oh, he went to the dark side. Did we lose him? And Skier goes, look, no, falling to the dark side is not a one and done thing. It's choosing the dark over and over again. So that from middle of that line it's so much. Like, and this book is for eight-year-olds or whatever, or third graders, fifth graders. I'm loving that. And then everything with Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, Into the Dark, which is my favorite. We'll get into that. But yeah, the way the Jedi here view their emotions, view their relationship with attachments, good and bad, because one of the things I love about the Jedi, I mean, High Republic, is that the, some Jedi understand that the way they connect to the Force is different than what the Jedi Order might be telling you. Like, eh, attachments, there's, depends how you look at them. Because on one end, the Jedi Order tells you, yeah, someone died, they're one with the Force, but we got to move on. And then Into the Dark, one of my favorite reasons when Orla and Komak are talking, it's like, no, I, Komak talk about his master that died when they're on the moon trying to save them. Oh, no, I got to leave my master here. I can't even bury her, this person that was there through my formative years, was my parental figure. Now she's dead, and I just got to forget about it. What well, That makes zero sense. And of course it makes zero sense. And that kind of goes all the way to how he ends in Mina Horizon. When Dude. The, oh. Yeah. Dude, the whiplash was insane. Like, yeah. you go from, okay, okay, C can we can we talk? <laughs> spoilers um yes everyone here that's not caught up with midnight horizon and everything high republic looking at you out if you're still here you gotta finish it up in a couple of weeks we might talk some spoilers about it before we do let me say amy guerra is highlighting high republic shows how even at their brightest the jedi suffer from cracks and flaws that grew to to doom then correct and harris is also saying that the high republic so bittersweet because you see how good the Jedi can be while simultaneously watching it fall apart. Mo is also muting because she's not caught up. We'll let you know when we finish. All right, so go ahead. Yeah. Spoilers okay, for me so now. Like, dude, like, okay. I think I got, I, I actually think I got almost spoiled on one of your tweets because I saw like, you <laughs> posted a Kane and Jarrus. Oh, it's fine. Oh, uh, yes. The Kane and Jarrus GIF. And I'm like, ooh, what does this mean? And then I got to it, and I started bawling my eyes out at Reed Silas's night in ceremony. And then just Kovac Vitus is like, see ya. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. You can't do this to me, Daniel. Yeah, that was something. I'm going to say now, I don't, when I, I don't know how to go about this. We're doing a top five, top three favorite Jedi. We're just talking about it. But Kovac and Orla are on my list of favorite Jedi. First to third, fourth, I don't know. 
But I always connected with Cormac from Into the Dark and everything he went through, the way he viewed his connection to the Force and the Order and all that. And when we get to Midnight Horizon, that scene, the knighting ceremony of Reed was one of the most emotional things I've read. And that's why I tweeted out, oh, Jedi knighting ceremonies are so emotional or something like that. And they do the whole thing. Yoda's there, Canton, by the will of the Force. I always forget what it is, but then he causes his braid, hands him his lightsaber, which again, from <laughs> Fallen Star, we also have Stellan giving his lightsaber to Elsa. So I'm really emotional when that happens. Hands him his lightsaber and said, I'm done. I'm not taking a break. I'm not coming back. I'm done with the order and just spits out. We don't know what the hell happened. It's like, what the hell? It kind of makes sense for his arc, but I wasn't expecting it to just happen there. It's like, crap, we just saw the first of the fall of the Fallen 20, of the Lost 20. It's like, holy crap. <sighs> so yeah, that, 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 that was something. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, That's oh. it. That's the first one. So I know. I don't know now because, because like, we, I just get I just get the sense his story is not done yet. So I don't think so. I get where you're coming from. I get why you think like oh, uh, Comac is probably one of the lost one of the lost twenty. Mm -hmm. But like with the way the High Republic's just been going, yeah, I'm I'm too I'm 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 gonna hold off on I'm gonna hold off on that. Uh, I don't. But I like Ola. Yeah, if Ola was still alive. I think maybe not. I think losing Orla was kind of the last draw. So I think mm -hmm. he had a special connection, a special bond with her. You know how he was. He wanted to freaking leave Corelli and go to 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 help her in the foreign service. He, he felt that something was wrong. And so now when uh, Starlight Beacon falls, he lost Orla, he lost that connection. Someone I think he could really be open with. I think that was the last draw and he's gone and he's not coming back. Hopefully I'm wrong because I lost all I wish was one of my favorites. Now I lost Comac. If they touch Vernestra, I'm done with the High Republic. <laughs> but I, I think he's gone. No, no, like I'm 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 with you. I just think that like I wouldn't be shocked if we get some more story with him in yeah. phase three, which I hate that I say I'm saying in phase, phase three, three. And not phase two. I know that's Yes, we're gonna be like a year and a half till we get back, I think, to those characters, and it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be difficult. They have a very big undertaking with phase two, with coming up with characters that are gonna make us care as much as we do with everyone. That I mean, they just did it with phase one. Brand new characters, we connected with them pretty quickly. Hopefully, they can do it now that we're going back 150 years or whatever it is, and then wait another year or whatever to get back to the characters that we know and love, but I don't know. Very excited for it, but all right, be, as, let me just, let me write here. Let me, we're done with spoilers for now. Okay, cool. So cool. We can, all right. Um, but but, oh, the High Republic. So just because yeah. like, I just love the High Republic. I'm be, I don't know if you get this way, Alberto, but I almost always for I almost always view the High Republic in a vacuum that I most <laughs> I most times I forget that like this is before the prequels and this is going to yeah. precipitate their downfall. So I'm just like hell yeah, High Republic Jedi are the best and then it just hits me like oh wait. Oh no. 
Yeah, please. We're going to prequel order. <laughs> I'm trying because what leads, because we see Yoda again, no spoilers again for the end of Midnight Horizons anymore. But we see where Yoda is and kind of his mentality right now in the High Republic to where we find the Jedi Order 150, 200 years for the Phantom Menace. What happened that made them kind of switch? There's no more attachments like you mentioned. There's a lot of no, no, no's. Because right now they're pretty open. What happened that kind of cuts that off? So I'm really interested Dude, to I'm see what it of, is. I'm thinking the levelers, man. Levelers Sorry? are going to be a... I'm thinking the levelers are going to be a big oh. part of what happens to the order. Freaking like, levelers. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Hey, them like, love them. Theory, theory time. Mm -hmm. This is like, this is A, this is something I just want because of what Martian did. But like, also, I think it, um, I think it could really, really, really work in the context of showing the Jedi's downfall. I think Martian's going to get killed in phase, like near the end of phase three by one of the Jedi. And that's really just going to signify their downfall. And the person I'm picking for that is Bell. Oh, I mean, he has probably one of the most kind of, yeah, if someone's going to kill him, it's Bell. Oh, man. I don't I don't even want to talk about it, actually. That's <laughs> I just need to put but, that out there. Just yeah, I mean, it's a good choice. It's one of those characters that you could say, yeah, I see him kind of going dark because of what happened to Loden. But the other side, he's such a sweet, sweet kid that you don't see him going that way. But I mean that's what works great with uh with Star Wars. Um, I don't know. I I thought that by the end where we are now in the High Republic again without spoiling. I thought Lorna D was gonna have a little bit more to do towards the end. I know right now she's in the comics dealing with Avar and all that. You haven't he read Tempest Runner, so I won't spoil anything. Oh but no, the way I've read Tempest. It. Oh, yeah. The way. No, I've read it. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, the way Tempest yeah. Runner kind of plays right after Rising Storm and Out of the Shadows, I thought, okay, Lorna D is ready to step up and take over the Nile. And then right of the Jedi, she's not there. She's with Avar doing whatever. So I'm very surprised to see what happens with that. Ah, so yeah, Amy is reminding us the lost when it happened. We don't yeah, want to think I'm about it. I'm pretty sure we're going to know like two of yeah. them. Yes. Yeah, so let's jump Quite into. Let's finish our talk with the High Republic Jedi before moving on. So you've grown pretty close, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word to put it, but with Keith Trennis, one of your favorite yep. out there, had a great Twitter thread that got, not Twitter thread, great write-up that you did that got highlighted um, in Kevin Scott's, I believe, right, Kevin Scott's. Um, yeah, like newsletter, which still newsletter. shocks me. I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm one, I said here multiple times, I haven't followed the comics. I've only done a few of the specials. Like I did Monster Temple Peak, the IOD Storm 2 part, that Temple Peak. I love Tayoric. I hope she comes and we see more with her. And then I did, I always forget the name, the one with Emmerich and Trail of Shadows. Trail of Shadows, yeah, yeah, which is another great talking about levelers. So I did those three. So I haven't kind of follow everything with Keith and everything that's going on. 
But I know Keith Trennis is one of your favorites. So why? I guess is the question. So, oh, basically, so I, I, I consider myself a very visual uh, person mm -hmm. when it comes to stories. So when I read Light of the Jedi and I read A Test of Courage um, and most of, and a decent part of Into the Dark, I want to say, wait, did I? Oh, I started Into the Dark pretty late in terms of like mm -hmm. wave one. But yeah. Because it's books, I'm just not great when it comes to visualizing people, even though like mm -hmm. literally uh, Burry, Avar, and Elzar are on the cover of Light yeah. of the Jedi. Um, I still would just not, like, it'd still be hard for me to visualize like them in certain scenarios. So when I read issue one, and I maintain that issue one, honestly, Issue one of the main High Republic comic for phase one is, to me at least, the best introductory issue and probably the best single issue of, of Star Wars storytelling. Mm -hmm. Like, Keeve just jumped off the page <laughs> for me, and I yeah. do not say that lightly. Just, like, being able to sort of see her inner, inner, inner thoughts... Mm -hmm. As she's like, as she's trying to like pass this test uh, that her master put out for her, she's trying to also save. Pe she's also trying to like save Starlight Beacon from this like infestation that comes through that she senses. <laughs> and like the final like four pages or so are just phenomenal because like she thinks she's done with the order. Mm. She thinks she's getting kicked out, and she gets knighted, <laughs> and it's just so emotional, wow. man. It's probably the best night in ceremony mm -hmm. I've seen. Okay. Just ever. <laughs> so. Yeah, again, we know night in ceremonies. There's something about them. There's so yeah, I'm I'm sad just that I heard it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Do you have to? I highly recommend it because like she really goes through a lot, but mm -hmm. like she still maintains like this resilient, hopeful and pretty humorous attitude <laughs> throughout it so yeah and just by following people like you and some others that have gravitated to this character and kind of go through a whole journey and we see on twitter and all these stuff i haven't shied away from that and we see now by the end how she's standing up to avar and everything that's happening over there on the search for lord nadie so you can see this growth and in time-wise in terms of the high republic it's been like a year or so i think since this started maybe a year and a half story-wise i think it's two years i want to say two years yeah more or less yeah which is so insane to think about that like chronologically <laughs> wise all of this takes place yeah over the span of two years <laughs> yeah a lot of things have happened in the in the galaxy in those two years and some people in the in kuro center are still like yeah yeah that's an outer rim problem like dude the Valo Fair, the Attack on Head South, now this, Midnight Horizon, they won't come to the core. That's nothing is happening on, on Corellia. Anyway, so just finishing up with the High Republic Jedi real quick before jumping to others. So like I mentioned, Orla Joren is another one of my favorites for the same reason that Coma became one of my favorites. It's just a way that they have that kind of do I follow what the Jedi Order tells me to do or do I follow my connection to the Force? Because that's what really matters and have that kind of, how do I balance this? 
and then she goes way seeking and i love that we got her back unfortunately into the in light of the jedi i mean in fallen star we lose her but the way she confronts Stella and kind of bring him down a peg or two, kind of, dude, who are you without the order? You're just, this isn't you. This is a mantle that they just kind of put on you to be the face. You're not comfortable here and all this. And then the way it ends with him kind of just doing, I know who I am and saving everyone. Oh. It's like, oh man, you're killing yeah. me. Oh. But I just love her whole story. And I, again, sad that it ended that way. But I just love that character from Into the Dark to here. And it was great also then seeing Cantam in Midnight Horizon kind of talk a little bit about his days as a way seeker. So we see what that really is. And then, and she might be my favorite, is Vernestra. I fell in love with Vernestra Rowe. I call her Vern. She doesn't mind if I call her Vern. I know some people don't like, she doesn't like with some people. She's fine with me. Like I said, a test of courage. The first High Republic book that I read, I just fell in love with that character. And I'm very interested to see how she's going to respond now without Stellan there, which was her master, which they didn't have the greatest relationship. But I still think that she wanted to kind of have closure or something with him because she kind of feels that maybe he pushed her a little too quick to become this the youngest Jedi Knight, but she wasn't able to open up to him to talk about her lightsaber whip, and she did to Avar, and, but I think she still wanted to talk to him about and the visions that she's having in hyperspace, and she never got a chance to. And now that Stellan's gone, I'm gonna, I want to see how that affects her, because now she has this connection to Maris Anteca and the path and everything that's going on, Who's she gonna talk to? How is this gonna affect her? So I'm very, very interested to see what happens with her. But right now she's one of my favorites. I love her in Out of the Shadows. Uh, in Mission to Disaster, she was okay. That book is not my favorite, but I'm very interested to see what happens to her in phase three. So you mentioned Belle a little bit. You yeah. talked about Keith. Any other High Republic Jedi that jumps at you? Um, Reef. He's basically me in Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> archives person, pretty big into history. And he has like, uh, one of my favorite lines in Midnight Horizon was uh, Reef decided to, I think it was like Reef decided to neutralize him, like the problem of crushes by like having <laughs> all the crushes. And I'm just yes. like, this man is down horrendous. <laughs> and I feel that. So yeah, he just yeah, loves everyone, Reef, man. He yeah. sees a girl, I'm in love, I got a crush, am I, am I flirting? I don't know, probably, I just love her. It's like, dude, <laughs> chill. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not that, like, yeah, so, like, I'm, I, I feel his pain there, but, like, yeah. I really liked his arc in um, Into the Dark and now Midnight Horizon. Yeah. Um, so he's another one. I think pretty much, like, all the High Republic Jedi I really like. Yeah. Just pretty much every single one of them. The ones that, yeah. well, okay, like the main ones. Mm -hmm. Like there's Jedi that like I have no, there's like, there was like a quiz that someone put out on Reddit where it's like, name all the High Republic Jedi. I'm like, oh, this should be easy. There's 108 of them apparently. Oh, oh my goodness. And I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> there's no way I could name all of them. No, so, me neither. I'll, yeah. I'll point at the ones on the cover and that's, that should cover it. Yep. All right, so moving away from the High Republic, who was the first Jedi that you kind of fell, in, not fell in love with, but you're, 
the first Jedi that you said, yeah, that's my favorite. That's a great question because it was honestly Cal. <laughs> <laughs> um, because like I never grew up with Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. He was never like the central hero figure that he is with many people as mm -hmm. their childhood hero. So I never really cared for him. And like, I still kind of don't care for him. <laughs> so like, but I get what I get his, I get his impact. I get yeah. it. I totally understand why people are like big on him. I just don't really feel it. Um, so yeah, I just was like, from what I can remember, probably my favorite Jedi was Qui-Gon. Yeah, no, mm. I think I think Qui-Gon was always my favorite because A, it's Liam Neeson, and B, <laughs> he had my favorite lightsaber hilt design before Fallen Order because like mm -hmm. Qui-Gon's hilt is just so simplistically awesome. Yeah. I just love the look <laughs> of it. Mm -hmm. And so I never really, as a kid, I always just cared about the big action scenes. I never really cared much about like the philosophy of the mm -hmm. order. So it's just interesting going back and viewing Qui-Gon and we'll say Obi-Wan in, in a sense, Obi-Wan, but like mostly Qui-Gon as like a sort mm -hmm. of maverick of the yeah. order. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was always my first one and he was pretty like, he was always pretty up there, but just through again through fallen order i've just been kind of like re uh revisiting the jedi of like mm -hmm. the prequels and everything and it's like do i really like ooh i really like this character now now that i kind of know what their headspace is yeah so. yeah it's i think qui-gon the reason i liked him when he came out and i'm sure a lot of people it's it's the first time we get to see like a real jedi master in action cuz we really didn't see anything with obi-wan in the original trilogy yeah luke was a jedi he wasn't a master but quite was the first time you see a fully formed jedi master kind of kicking ass and doing everything that we always played with so i understand why a lot of people kind of connect with him i'll tell you the first jedi that i love was luke skywalker so shut up <laughs> um because he was the only one right yeah so i i'm was born in 1980s. Of course, the original trilogy was my Star Wars when I grew up, and he was the only Jedi, so I kind of gravitated to him. So every always someone every time someone would ask, Oh, are you a Jedi or a Sith, light side or dark side? I would always go, Oh, I'm a Jedi like my father before me, because it's a great line. And because Luke Skywalker was the only Jedi. So that was my first kind of favorite Jedi. And then the prequels came out, and yeah, I liked them but they didn't kind of reach Luke Skywalker status. I don't know what happened probably five, 10 years after they came out, Kenobi just kind of took off and then he became my favorite oh, yeah. Jedi in general. So right now Kenobi is my favorite one followed closely by those High Republic Jedi. But yeah, Luke Skywalker was the first one, but then thanks to everything, rewatching, I guess the prequels and with the Clone Wars, then Obi-Wan Kenobi became that guy for me. It's no longer Luke. Now I see all the flaws that he had. Yeah, the whiny kid or whatever. So I don't know, there's something about Kenobi that gravitates, makes him my favorite Jedi. He suffered a lot and still goes to the light. Everything that happened in the Clone Wars, of course, losing Qui-Gon first, losing Satine, losing Satine, losing Anakin, and then the battle with Maul in Rebels, which is one of my favorites. And then he just holding him at the end. Hey, I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. Something about Kenobi just kind of 
got ingrained in me and I'm, that's why I'm so excited for this show to come out in a couple of months. Well, yeah, if I have to go talk about original trilogy a little bit and prequels, I guess, Luke used to be that first one, but then he probably just gone down for probably about five or six right now. Then can always that first one. Ah, so yeah, that's kind of where I stand. Yeah, um, and I think another character for me is Yoda. Yeah, because yeah. I always, I think I got introduced to him through the prequels. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just really liked how, I just, like as a kid, I was just really a big fan of just his whole like, hermit status but also like the wise <laughs> old sage teacher and just yeah. like the lessons he has in um empire strikes back alone just everything he says can still be applied today yeah. both in fandom and just in real life and it's just i love his timelessness and just his arc <laughs> that he pretty much goes through from phantom menace movie just movies wise like we see mm -hmm. we see a whole arc of yoda from phantom menace to to last jedi yeah where it's like he kind of never really realized the faults of the order he kind of just still stuck to those ideals mm -hmm. until like i want to say last jedi where he was like yeah they kind of <laughs> need like we we need to we need we can't lose ray but mm -hmm. I, I have to i have to rewatch that scene but i there's like a change there with yoda yeah, I might be I know, Yeah, a lot of people gravitate to that scene with Luke and Yoda about their favorite Yoda moment, stuff like that. But like you said, Empire Strikes Back Yoda is my favorite. I think that whole scene in Dagobah might be some of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. Everything that Yoda says to there in there to Luke makes a hundred percent sense, and I buy every word that he says. And that's why, yes, this is why I want to be a Jedi if I could. Is everything that Yoda says here. And to me, that's the most kind of four-centric movie. And a lot of people say also Last Jedi, which is fine. But just that scene in Dagobah kind of before now the High Republic and all that, that's what the Force was. And it just so powerful still 40 years after. And then it's just a progression, I think, to the Yoda we see in The Last Jedi, which, yeah, it's a little bit different. Uh, we are what we grow beyond and our students one are the greatest the teachers ever i mean yoda it's freaking yoda it's one that yep. sometimes doesn't pop when we talk about jedi at least for me oh yeah my favorite jedi are this and that but just yoda in empire strikes back and even though last year is not my favorite movie that scene with luke you can't deny how impactful it is so yeah i get it um, Otis adding that also Kenobi is one of the few Jedi who can't be corrupted. He's the best. I agree. And yep. Amy saying, I was never a huge Luke fan either, even as, as an 80s kid. Leia and Padme made me feel like they were cooler things to be than a Jedi. I and mean, Leia's a, a pretty good, um, Leia's a pretty good, uh, yeah. stepping stone there. <laughs> It's a pretty good, right. ex pretty good example of that. So, right. I can't so let's there. start kind of wrapping up a little bit before we go to some of our fan, not question, but fan thoughts on their favorite Jedi. Anyone else? I'll just drop, I'll drop in real quick, name dropping, I should say. Kanan also became one of my favorite Jedi when I did my rewatch of Rebels. His whole arc is so great. Kanan became one of the best Jedi in my eyes. So he's also in that kind of top five 
I think top five, top six, Kanan Jaros, a great Jedi also. Anyone else before we kind of jump to Rebel Thoughts? I got to go with Ezra. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I got it. I mean, I'll go with Kanan too, but like I'm also going through Rebels like really slowly because mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to, I like, I was going through it pretty briskly. And then Keno- when once the trailer came out for Kenobi, I was like, all right, I got to start rewatching. <laughs> the movies and some of the clone wars yeah um so yeah i really liked i really like ezra's arc and it, again and i've said it before probably on social media but if it weren't for cal ezra would probably be my favorite character in star wars okay i just love his arc yeah. um who else ray obviously just mm-hmm. her arc is phenomenal yeah. Um, yeah, there's something about Kanan and Ezra. I think it's, yeah, we got to see a little bit with the Clone Wars series, but it's kind of that, what we didn't get with Obi-Wan and Anakin, kind of that full arc. I think we get it with Kanan and Ezra, and it's lovely. It's Kanan, yes. I mean, Ezra goes from this little brat that doesn't trust anyone, doesn't want to do anything, to the way he ends that with the series where it ends and we'll see what happens where's Ezra, hashtag where's Ezra, we'll find him. But Kane and also everything, his knighting ceremony again, especially with the, the Grand Inquisitor oh. as a temple guard was so, everything. Everything that Kane, everything that happens in Rebels, one of my favorites, everything that happened with Kane and in the different Jedi temples, everything that he goes through, there is one of my favorite things in, in Rebels and the way it ends, unfortunately, but it's great. All right, so let's move on. And oh, of course, Amy Sadden, shout out to the comics and Depa Bilaba too. I'm sure you you agree with that sentiment. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, so let's hear one of my favorite sections or sections of this show, segments, is when I hear from you guys in Rebel Thoughts. Of course, we're rebels, we're called Radio Rebellion. And so I posted a few days ago on Twitter for you guys to let me know who your favorite Jedi are. And we have a bunch of those. So we'll go through them. We'll talk a little bit about them with Connor. And first, our friend at Jedi Geek Girl says, Vernestra is my number one, I believe, at this time. Talked a little bit about Vernestra. Anything you want to add about our favorite Miriam? Miriam? Miriam Jedi? I don't know how I you can't. Yeah, stuff. I can't pronounce it either. Um, <laughs> I don't really have much to add about Vernestra. I, I think honestly, once I revisit Phase One of the mm. High Republic, I'll have like more thoughts on her. But like yeah. right now, I think she's pretty cool. She goes through a pretty solid arc. I really like that she has like a light whip, which just yeah. unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's really all yeah. I have. One of the things I love about the light whip and the way she deals with it because she talks about how that's a dodge side kind of weapon it's only the Sith and so night sisters used to use light whips but she goes well the force led me to this design who am i to judge the force i'm like yes screw what the jedi said the force told you to do a light <laughs> whip i'm with you yep all right then Connor at Connor con underscore art says Cal Katarn, Katarn, Cal Katarn from the old is it Jedi Outpost, one of those games. Jedi Outcast, I want to say. Outcast, there you go. I don't know. I remember I, I played those games probably 20 years ago. I don't I've never right. played them. I may <laughs> I may check them out at some point. 
I don't know much yeah. about Kyle Katarn, so I can't really say anything. Like when it comes to Legends Jedi, I really have no foundation. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I know a lot of people love him. I see the name. I think my brother likes him. All right, where are we? So our friend, he was here. Maybe he's still around. Harris at Fruity Monkey says Ray, Orla, and F from Visions. Yes, F gets a lot of love. F yeah. is <laughs> incredible. Oh my! Yeah. God. I might watch. I might watch uh, Village Bride after this. Yeah. Now so, that I, oh god, I I freaking love her so much, dude. She's one of the best Jedi ever. So I like F. I love the way she does her reveal. I love her heels that turn kind of shape shape when she just goes full on. Village Bride wasn't my favorite episodes. I know everyone loved that episode. There was something about it that I didn't connect with it. But you can go wrong with F. And of course, Ray, we talked how much we love Ray. Great arc. And Orla. We mentioned I love Orla. Our friend yeah. Mo. Mo might still be there. At Gene My Stardust as Canon Bell Setifor that Connor has him killing. <laughs> A Martian row at the end of High Republic. And head Canon Lyra Erso. Trust in the force, as Lyra said. What are your thoughts on Bell? I know you talked a little bit about him. I like Bell coming into the Fallen Star. I didn't love him as much as other people out there because to me, he hadn't done a lot. I really love what he went through in the Fallen Star. He was great in that book. Hopefully, we, we get to see more of him soon. So, real quick, your thoughts on Bell, Sedifar? Oh, no, I, I pretty much agree. Like, he was a Jedi I really liked, but I wasn't like chomping at the bit for more Bell Zetafar stories. Yeah. So when we got what we got in Fallen Star with his wonderful yeah. story, I was like, okay, this is pretty <laughs> cool. Like Bell's becoming a pretty well-rounded Jedi, I would mm -hmm. say. And so it's just really cool seeing him form into his own. And again, once I start uh, going through phase one again, I'm going to see that see more of that arc. And yeah. Lyra Urso as a Jedi, I totally <laughs> respect it. I'm totally with that. Yeah. I mean, she had a, a light, like a Kyber Crystal. I know she used to work analyzing Kyber Crystals in the great book Catalyst. It used to be my favorite book until Into the Dark came out. And who knows? She knew a lot about the Force, trusted the Force, had cannons. That's why we love Star Wars. So thank you, Mo, for, the, for that. Our friend Papi at Puerto Rican says, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which we all have talked about about him a little bit. And our friend Buck, the winner of the solo Rogue One trivia at Highball2814 says, Kane and Jarus, no other Jedi really lives up to all the ideals of the Jedi by the end of the arc. Kane man manages to do it with attachments. And I think that's something that we don't talk a lot because we all, oh man, the prequel, eh, prequel Jedi era, their faults with attachments, all this, Kanan did it. He was attached, not just romantically, with, can we, I just forgot her name. She's back there somewhere. But Hera. with the whole, with Hera, thank you. Yeah. And the, the, whole, the whole ghost crew, he has attachment with, and he did it. He saved everyone. You can have attachments and be a Jedi during that time period. So anything else with Kanan? I think we covered him already. Yeah, I think that's pretty well said. I just, yeah. again, really like his whole arc with that. And I think that Cal's kind of going – I feel like Cal's kind of going through mm -hmm. the same thing, but I don't know. Yeah. So 
I just get that sense. Yeah, we'll see. Jedi Fallen Order 2 might be revealed in celebration. It's what people are saying. We'll see. And our friend Rachel at Build on Stardust, Ray and Kanan. So, Ray, there's rumors, there's a Ray show. Daisy really says she's, she'll always be Ray. How far are we from another Ray story, do you think? I don't know. <laughs> Lucasfilm is so weird with its with its marketing. We could get an announcement for a Ray show tomorrow or like five years from now. I really don't know. But I just wanted to point out uh, the Jedi voices scene, my favorite scene in all of Rise of Skywalker. I love that Kanan is the one to tell her in the heart of a Jedi lies her That's strength. Her strength. Oh, man. I love picking out those voices because a lot of them, yeah, I don't know who that but listening to freddie prince that's freaking canaan they brought canaan yep. so it was great <laughs> and he has a great line yeah in the heart of a jedi lights her strength um i think in five years or so we'll see ray back on the big screen or i think there'll be a movie i don't know maybe tv show but i think five years we'll see her back all right michelle at michelle 73 marie says luke skywalker some people don't like him too much ah looks fine <laughs> No, I mean, he's a cool Jedi. I just don't yeah. resonate with him as strongly as I do others. So, but like, I get yeah, I why mean, a lot of people like him. Yeah, I think it's what I said. You older people like myself, he was our Jedi growing up. But now there's so many others that people can relate to that he kind of falls down a little bit. Not full of his own. He had a great arc in The Last Jedi, even though some people didn't like it. I think his arc made sense. All right. At a lost gamer, Ray and Reef Silas, your boy Reef Silas. <laughs> and yeah. finally, Sam at Jedi Agents, Leia Organa. You mentioned her, Leia, great Jedi. A lot of people wanted more with her, but unfortunately, with the passing of Carrie Fisher, we couldn't get. But just that little bit in The Last Jedi to let us know that she was force sensitive. And then, of course, we get her training with Luke in Rise of Skywalker. Um, Surprise when we got that scene when you when we see her training with Luke. I ooh, in in Rise of like it being in Rise of Skywalker, I was, but like growing up, and I'm sort of warming up to the idea of Jedi Leia more, but like yeah. growing up, I was very adamant against it. I don't know <laughs> why. I was just mm -hmm. like just it's not that it, it was it's not that like I thought that Jedi Leia was like a complete mischaracterization of Leia Organa I just wasn't mm. like a big fan of that angle for Leia sure. I was just like I just don't see her as a Jedi and so I'm warming up to it a bit more but I'm still kind of like eh, <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know yeah. but like so yeah I don't know it's because we all have this idea of Leia, this great senator and all that, general, also a Jedi, but seeing her battling with Luke was pretty awesome. So I'll give but her. But like, also, dude, like seeing Leia as a fully formed Jedi master, if she was able to, dude, she would have been, yeah, unstoppable. I mean, there's a reason that that's what Yoda wanted, and then old Ben Kenobi, no, I got this whiny kid. Yoda wasn't wrong. Yoda He's was like, not wrong. No, I want the other one, not this kid. He has no patience. But 
Whatever, right? God, if you oh, that would be a great what if if Yoda trained Leia. Oh man, I mean, it'll be a short story because she gets stuff done. All right, and Oti finishing off saying that sequel Luke will probably make his top five, and maybe. All right, so Connor, great having you here. Great talk about the Jedi, about Fallen Order, everything that we talked about today. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So anything, where can people find you and anything you're working on right now that we can kind of look forward to? So uh, on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Depa Banana. Uh, you can find me podcasting at the Nerd Academy podcast, specifically the Star Wars show of it called Knights of the Nerd Republic. We talk Star Wars news theories we have guests interviews it's pretty cool uh those release every not every sunday but when we do have them they release sundays at noon um and then you can find me writing articles and stories super slowly might i add <laughs> at sweditorig.com i'm part of a wonderful uh team of creatives where we're creating creating our own fan universe called the mm -hmm. SWEU or the Star Wars Editor Universe. And we're keeping to what is in canon. We're not mm -hmm. rewriting our own version of the prequels just because <laughs> we could. Um, we're keeping to what's in all of canon, and we mean all of it. Uh, we're also adding our own spin to it and sort of just doing what we can within within those uh i don't want to say constraints but within the parameters of canon and it's it's pretty interesting it's a pretty interesting exercise with what, with what we've been able to do right now at least i have two stories slated for august of this year you can pretty much guess who i'm writing about mm -hmm. i've talked about a lot really excited um but there's some stories out there already on the website that uh, are pretty freaking good, if I do say so myself. Cool. So yeah. check them out. So yeah. All right. So everyone, make sure to check that out. I'll put links on it below. I think I might have one or two. If not, I'll, I'll add them. Um, Connor, I might put you on the spot because I remember we had Eli here. And after our second trivia, Eli kind of threw your name out to maybe want to participate in the original trilogy trivia. Are you, are you down for when, whenever we do that? Original trilogy trivia. Ooh. Yeah, put my name in. Put my name All in. right, there we go. We have one. So I might have our three contestants already looking for one more. No dates. We'll work on that later. Perfect. Yeah, we had Eli won the prequel trilogy. Buck won the Rogue One solo trivia. We'll do the OT. And then we'll do the sequel trilogy, which OT already put his name in. And then all four winners will compete on an all-out Star Wars movie trivia challenge. But we'll see how that goes. But that's still, at some point this year, we'll do all that. Awesome. All right, for myself, you guys know where to find me. I always say, if you're watching this, you know where I'm at, at Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're here today, like I mentioned at the beginning, we'll be off for the next two weeks. Then we'll come back at the end of April with our 99th show, which will be a Q&A. So make sure to start sending us all those questions on Twitter. Any Star Wars questions you might have, we'll answer those. Then our 100th episode will be, I think, April 26th, whatever that falls. Season 4 finale, 100 episodes will be a roundtable talking about the phase one of the High Republic. We have some great guests coming, so make sure to put down your calendar. And as always, stay safe. Be safe. 
I made a force be with you.